This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Top News listeners, this is Luke Garrett. And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, Top News from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day. If you like what you hear, head over to the DMV Download podcast and subscribe. It's Thursday, October 13th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, a scathing report by ESPN's investigative team is revealing the precarious situation Washington Commander's owner Dan Snyder finds himself in. Not only is he and his franchise the subject of a congressional investigation, but ESPN found many NFL owners and top league executives want to see him removed as owner. He has told many people he is never going to sell this team. We speak to ESPN investigative reporter Tisha Thompson about her piece and the significance the Commander's stadium deal plays in all of this. It could become the critical financial maneuver by which they could force Snyder's hand. Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Megan Cloherty. As the Commanders get set to play the Chicago Bears in Thursday Night Football, the release of an ESPN investigation into Commanders owner Dan Snyder went off like a bomb Thursday morning. It paints a picture of a defensive, hostile, and vengeful leader with a confidence problem. Now, this all comes not only on a game day, but ahead of an NFL League meeting Tuesday in New York. Neither Snyder, his wife, who's acting as the owner, nor a team spokesperson gave an interview to ESPN about the allegations. But Snyder's attorney categorically denied the claims that Snyder has enough secrets to blow up the reputation of other owners, league executives, and the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell himself. For transparency, I want our listeners to know that ESPN investigative reporter Tisha Thompson and I go way back, family friends. Uh, Thank you for being here this afternoon. Of course. We go back as far Back as I think people can go. <laughs> I've known you since you were born. <laughs> uh, okay, so she did some great reporting on this. And the reporting portrays Snyder really as a man backed into a corner on the edge of losing ownership of the commanders and who's threatened to release dirt on the NFL commissioner and other owners uh, to keep that position. Tell us how you got here and what the sources are saying. Well, I think we can all in the D.C. area remember vividly in July and August of 2020 when the Washington Post put out the first of several investigative pieces that really put a spotlight on what many have described as the toxic workplace culture of the franchise. So about a year ago this month, the uh, Congressional Investigation, the Oversight Committee, launched in October of 2021. I've been following that ever since. I've attended all those hearings. I've been reading those reports. I've been reporting on it along with a lot of other folks. And the question that we kept getting over and over and over again is why does Snyder still have the team? How has he been able to survive? And that's what we were setting out to do here is to try to paint the most complete picture we can as outsiders looking in on why Snyder continues to hold on to the team when other Pro sports owners like Sarver in the NBA have essentially been forced to sell their teams. 
Mm. And so, you know, it's in the headline. There's this, you know, dirt that is purportedly out there that Snyder has against Goodell and even other owners, even his confidant and longtime friend, you know, Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. Is that the answer? Is that why he's still alive in the NFL as an owner? Yeah, and I think what's really important that we want to we want to make sure everyone's crystal clear on is this is what our sources have told us Dan Snyder says to his confidants, to his associates. That doesn't mean that he does have the dirt. He may be bluffing, mm. but there is a belief out there by folks in the NFL with a lot of power that he may have information on as many as six owners and Roger Goodell. And as you said, one of those owners is Jerry Jones. We have sourcing that says that Snyder has a file or claims to have a file on Jerry Jones. And, you know, Jones, for those of folks who don't follow the NFL day by day, Jones has long been Snyder's ally. And there was that photo last week. That was an important photo for many people because Jones was standing there next to Snyder. But our reporting has shown that Jones is starting to indicate to folks that he may not be able to help Snyder much longer. Well, in the photo, too, he has this sort of strained look on his face, which now this has a lot more context to that photo. Uh, The sourcing here in this article is voluminous. However, most of the sources did not give their names. Can you tell us how challenging this was to report, given the fact that a lot of people didn't want to go on the record here? Right. I mean, in our reporting in the story, you will see that there are many people who believe and have been told, according to our sourcing, that Goodell has made it clear he will find people for talking to reporters. So there are there are some folks who believe that they can't put their names to it without facing financial repercussions for it. There is, however, some people who did put their names out there and some of those folks are Virginia lawmakers who wanted folks to understand, particularly in the DMV, about what happened to that stadium deal. And the stadium is much more critical than I think many people appreciate it. It's not a vanity project. It could become, according to what some owners have said, it could become the critical financial maneuver by which they could force Snyder's hand. And could you re-familiarize us all about the structures of the NFL? Not only you know how much money is at stake, but also how owners really have a say in other owners' business if there are enough votes. The ultimate decisions are held by the owners. It's not Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell has a lot of power and a lot of influence, but he works for the owners. And so it takes a vote of 24 of the 32 owners to oust another owner. It would take a vote of 24 out of 32 owners to grant or refuse to grant what's called a debt waiver. And that debt waiver discussion is important because Snyder lost the stadium deals in Maryland, DC and Virginia in recent years. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was just three years ago, right before COVID when Maryland's governor was trying to help Snyder land a deal somewhere near the casino complex on the Potomac River to build a stadium there. And Snyder turned him down. That surprised some owners, according to our reporting in D.C. You may remember Phil Mendelson, the D.C. council president, said and the majority of the council said that they're not going to support a stadium at the old RFK site. Mm -hmm. Maryland governor this year says, I'm not going to get into a battle. The deal in Virginia falls apart. And for me, one of the most interesting things about the Virginia deal is it 
was on the fast track. It had bipartisan support, Democrats, Republicans, it had two of the most powerful people in Virginia politics, along with the governor, signaling that this was a sure deal. And it was flying through the legislature in Richmond. Then the congressional roundtable happens in February and lawmakers in Prince William County, where they were talking about building a stadium at Richmond, state lawmakers, they got flooded by emails from constituents saying, don't you dare build this stadium. Some people didn't want a stadium on principle. Some stadium people didn't want a stadium because of traffic, right. but people were <laughs> name checking Dan Snyder. They were specifically talking about Dan Snyder and the revelations from the congressional investigation. And please do not get into business with this man. And that bill in Richmond died a very unusual death and it couldn't get out of conference committee and that they couldn't whip the votes. And as a result, it died. So now Snyder can't get public financing in Maryland, Virginia, and DC. So what does he do? He has to maybe dig into his own pockets, but our reporting has found, I mean, sources are telling us he doesn't have the liquidity to do it because just last year he asked the NFL for debt waivers to basically take on more debt to buy out his minority owners. Right. Well, so if they did it that time, will they do it a second time? If he asks for a debt waiver, will they grant it? And that may be the financial um, maneuver that forces his hands if they decide to refuse a debt waiver. It sounds very technical. It's all about finance. Mm. But we're told a vote on finances may be easier than a vote on throwing out an owner. Well, and that was my next question, because, you know, money talks here and your reporting indicates that some owners um, in the NFL aren't as concerned with the congressional investigation into Snyder, with the fact there were allegations of misconduct and sexual harassment against him and the organization that we should say the NFL investigated and never released, that they could be more concerned about the stadium deal and the money that really isn't coming in. Can you talk about that? We do have sources, including an NFL owner who has said Snyder knows he needs to build a new stadium, that finances are key. And that there is thinking, particularly in Snyder's camp, that they can maybe wait out the congressional investigation. The woman who has been running that, Representative Carolyn Maloney from New York, lost her primary race in New York um, in August. And so she's going to be leaving office in January. We asked the Democrats who are trying to take over that chairmanship there's three right now who've put their names in. If they think they're going to continue the investigation, none of them responded to that question. Mm. The Republican minority or ranking member who would take over has already indicated that the investigation's over if the Republicans win in Congress uh, in November, if they take over the House in November. Mm. And, you know, during the congressional investigation, we learned that Goodell has been kind of protective of Snyder. And we talked about this financial mechanism, but couldn't Goodell also, you know, make some moves to push Snyder out? And why is he not doing that? Well, let me backtrack a little bit. In February, right after the roundtable where women came forward on Capitol Hill and, and shared their stories, uh, the Oversight Committee released a couple of pieces of paper. One was an agreement between the team and uh, Beth Wilkinson's law firm when she launched her independent investigation that she would present a written uh, finding of, of whatever she uncovered. And then the NFL took over that investigation. The Oversight Committee also released a second piece of paper, which was an agreement between the NFL and the team 
that they would communicate with one another and essentially give Dan Snyder veto power over whatever was released. As you know, the NFL has never released a written report of what Beth Wilkinson found. And that is a major bone of contention for many of the folks who are involved in that investigation. They want a written report. So you'll see the hashtag release the report in the Twitter and social media of those people who are really demanding that the NFL release what it found, because thus far, it's only been a press release and what the Oversight Committee has revealed during its investigation. And there are lawmakers who are joining this chant of release the report. Uh, Jerry Connolly from Virginia, he he said it during the roundtable uh, when I was interviewing Phil Mendelson, a DC Council president, he said, release the report. So there's been a serious call for more transparency from the NFL. We did ask the NFL a bunch of questions for this story. And we received a statement that's in the story saying, look, we did a workplace investigation. We are following the recommendations of what uh, Beth Wilkinson suggested. And this is me paraphrasing here. It's not the exact statement but did not answer any of the more pointed questions. I mean, one of the questions I asked, for instance, was um, did you did Beth Wilkinson present any of her findings over Zoom? So those were the kinds of questions that didn't get answered. I'm wondering what you think the biggest takeaway uh, from this report is, because there's so much. I mean, like just like you were saying, there's so many steps to this thing and it's been trickling out for so long. But this really is a comprehensive look at what the commanders and Snyder have been through me in the last like 20 years what do you think is is the real takeaway from this story for people who maybe don't, don't know the NFL or, or the story as well? I think the big takeaway for me is the question that we were trying to ask from the very beginning, which is how does Dan Snyder survive so many congressional investigations? Because there's the congressional investigation and Congress recommended an investigation to the Federal Trade Commission. There's been drug enforcement agency investigations. You have multiple state attorneys general investigating the team. So there's a lot going on with this team that might have done in owners in other leagues or in other cities. Mm -hmm. So what is it about Dan Snyder? And I, I think the very top of our story tells you the big takeaway, which is he is telling people, according to our reporting, according to our sourcing, that he's got, quote, dirt on people, including some of his closest allies, like Jerry Jones, the owner of the of the Cowboys. And whether that's true or not, whether he's bluffing or not, there is a belief in the halls of power of the NFL that Snyder is collecting information on other owners and the commissioner of the NFL. Do we know... <laughs> To why? I mean, there's so much pressure here. Why is Dan Snyder working so hard? He could walk away. He's a wealthy man. He's got yachts. He's got, you know, a lot of money. What What is it about the commanders that he's, you know, he grasping has, so hard onto? We have some quotes in our story trying to answer that question where this is his identity. Folks say this is the thing that he hangs his identity on. Wow. And he has told many people he is never going to sell this team. He also said he was never going to change the name of the team. So we'll see if uh, if that uh, you know is any indication of what's to come. Lastly, Tisha, there is a NFL league meeting on Tuesday. Obviously, this is a big drop before that. Are we expecting anything from that meeting as it as it comes to Snyder? I don't want to speculate because it's a very dynamic situation right now. And a lot can change yeah. in 24 hours, as we have all seen. 
So I can tell you, I will be watching. I will be paying attention. I will be curious to see if Tanya Snyder shows up to the meeting or if Dan Snyder shows up to the meeting. I will be very curious to know what comes out of the Congressional Oversight final report, because will there be any information from Snyder's 11 hours of testimony that he gave congressional investigators and Bruce Allen. What did Bruce Allen say about his old boss? So these are the kinds of things I will be paying attention to. And of course, I encourage you to and we'll be reporting on it. Well, Tisha, thank you for coming on the show and explaining this wide ranging story. It really paints the full picture of what's going on inside the front office of the commanders. Thanks again. Of course. Thanks for having me. And after the break, I'm going to see if I can get some insight to a little uh, controversy I have in my house over a dog. Woof. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so before we go, I am pet-sitting my parents' dog. Big responsibility. Finnegan, who I adore. And I'm, like, much more um, a, like, dog as a family member kind of person. Right, dog is human. <laughs> than my husband is, maybe. Um, anyway, so he has this thing where the dog cannot be in the bed. Right. Ever. I agree. Like, never. <laughs> and this is where the controversy comes in. So I was on board with him. I'm like, sure, that's fine if that's what you want. And then he left for work, I slept in, and the dog came up on the bed and I did not kick him off. Mm, and right. now I feel like I've like opened the door. Pandora's box And the is dog opened. keeps jumping up and my husband Joel is like, why does he think he can be up here? I'm like, I don't know. That's, just with dogs, that's weird. weird. You should get down. <laughs> and then this morning again, he jumped up. I'm like, oh no. The dog's looking into your eyes being like, you told me that I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you standing up for me? I know. Wow. I feel really bad. I don't want to lie. But I also, you know, what harm? It's just for a short amount of time. It's not right. like it's our dog. Totally, totally. And it's true. I mean, the the line, there are many lines to be drawn with dog ownership, dog, you know, sitting, you know, know. Uh, where do you draw that line? Who's to say? Right. Do you it's have a, a great Dane thing. or do you have a Chihuahua? Right. I mean, how big difference. is this dog actually is a really important <laughs> how question. Much takes up on the bed. Um, It's like a terrier size. Okay. It's not too bad. All right. That's that's manageable. I don't know. Hopefully Joel doesn't listen to this because then my, I've, I've been out, I've outed myself. I guess we'll see if he's a loyal listener now. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys do because I need a little uh, guidance here. Maybe I should just start, you know, cracking it down. No dog on the bed. Mm, it's not going to work. <laughs> and that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We are brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. Share this show with your friends and family. We love telling more stories to more people. You can also find us on dmvdownload.com where you can become a VIP listener. Yes, you should. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night.